Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie and television lovers. I'm your host, Sean Denham, and today is my birthday. Whee! Happy and birthday, Sean. Thank you. I'm turning 30 so, uh, <laughs> years old, so we decided to do a show about films that Sean has never seen before. Yes. But Sean might like. Might. Might like. We'll might, see. might being the word. <laughs> I and think a, you liked them. Of course I cannot do it alone. I am also joined by the two little angel and devils on my shoulder. It's <gasps> Sonia Stanger and Jeremy Legui. Hello. Mm-hmm. Hello. Which one's which? Welcome to Virgo season, babies. If you have to guess, <laughs> you're the devil. <laughs> oh. If you have to that ask, you're the devil. Yeah. Okay. How's it going? <laughs> It's good. It's good to be back in the booth. Yeah. We're in the yeah. listeners don't know we're in the booth. We're I, uh, I facing forgot, each other in a circle. I forgot there were a bunch of knobs I had to click, but I think we have names. I think we're there. Think we're sir. There. <laughs> You've known us for years. It's true. Okay. So what we <laughs> Okay, move okay. on. <laughs> Quickly moves on from that. Sir, please. Segway. Okay, what we decided to do was each of us suggest a film that I would probably like. Like a little gift. Like yeah. a little gift, a, little a birthday gift, yeah. and we all watch them, and we talk about them. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think we can start with Sonia's suggestion yes. mm-hmm. first. What did yes. you What did you gift me for my birthday, Sonia? Well, this was honestly such a no-brainer when I realized it had been added to Disney+, Plus, mm-hmm. and then... Confirmed that you hadn't seen it. Ugly Betty season one. Yeah. Precisely. <laughs> and we all watched all of Ugly Betty in it, one week for it this took episode. A long time. Yeah. And we had no thoughts about how it's aged or the premise of the show. It's fine. It's totally it's fine. Yeah. You know what? It's all good. It's right on par with the other best show of all time, Big Bang Theory. Correct. No changes needed. Everything is fine. I Bazinga, actually have not watched any BBT, but. <gasps> Well, <laughs> nah, I'll, I'll reenact some for you. Save yourself, Sean. Save yourself. I won't be yeah. doing that. Um, Sorry, what did you actually <laughs> gift me? So I picked a, a fairly new release from this year, uh, directed by Molly Gordon and Nick Lieberman, uh, called Theater Camp. Yes, which, and we talked about this in the theater mm-hmm. episode. We did, because I watched an or episode. A theater or, episode, <laughs> camp episode. Yeah, because I watched a movie called Camp, and you were like, is this the inspiration and I still don't know like it's a it does a seem to be spiritual mm-hmm. sisters yeah um, but this stars Ben Platt and Molly Gordon as the lifelong attendees slash now lead counselors at a musical theater camp mm-hmm. uh, in I think probably like New York yeah, I don't know it's why giving, that felt important to say. York, yeah. <laughs> it's giving me. I think we all already knew it yeah. bleeds into every experience. Mm-hmm. And um, the premise is essentially that longtime camp director and like the one holding it all together, uh, Amy Sedaris, um, which I was loving to see on screen. Yes, who unfortunately we would see for thirty seconds and never again has a terrible. <laughs> A terrible accident where uh, she goes to a children's show because she's trying to recruit more kids to come to the theater camp because they're struggling financially, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and they overuse strobe. <laughs> she the- has the infamous bye-bye birdie stroke. Bye-bye birdie stroke. <laughs> <laughs> and she unfortunately does have a seizure and then ends up in a coma. And so her um, Chad... <laughs> Chad Brochill's son. Dude bro's yeah. son, Troy takes over as director of the camp and it's basically about kind of them trying to hold everything together and uh, every summer uh, Ben Platt and Molly Gordon's characters uh, her character is named 
Rebecca Diane. Rebecca Diane, <laughs> which is incredible. That's an incredible piece yeah. of writing. Um, put on, they, they devise one original musical for the kids to perform. And this year, it's Joan Still, <laughs> which is a, a tribute to their fallen director, Joan, mm-hmm. uh, Amy Sedaris. And it's just a, a campy good time, it's, I think. It's literally campy. And it's kind of like almost like a series of bits Mm. That are separate. And I will say it is like Christopher Guest inspired. Yes, for sure. It was was honestly a bit too skitty, I gotta say. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's so many sort of just like one-liner scenes that they toss together. Yeah. Um, It's just like, oh, that's like, I don't know. There was some, they were playing with, they were really trying to jam in a lot of tropes and jokes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the like, oh, that's the... uh, that's the Fosse table and yes. the kids that do Fosse. And, <laughs> um, but there was a lot of really great performances, a lot yeah. of, um, including Patty Harrison, who oh pops in as a sort of foreclosing bank. A devious corporate <laughs> De- devious corp, Yeah. From and the rival camp. From the rival camp. Who's she, trying to buy the camp. She mm-hmm. is a very good bright spot. Um, there's also a random child that wants to be an agent that yes. they focus on a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that bit was too I love that kid. Too drawn out. Um, but yeah, it was... Um, and uh, like as happens with things like this, I feel like a lot of humor is mined from children performing inappropriate yeah. songs. Yeah. <laughs> which they could have done more of. Mm-hmm. They did a little bit, but I'm like, no, I want to see these kids, like, I want to see kids performing cats, like, <laughs> which they do do. Immersive. Yes. I did want to see more of the cats. Same. Yeah. yeah. It got- could have been a bit longer, I think. It uh, could have been longer, and there could have been more of focus on, like, some of the, the kids. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they yes. did, like, sort of introduce them. But we don't, but it was a very secondary, like, it felt like we kept popping in on storylines that were going on, mm-hmm. but we didn't get to see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, definitely some really strong performances. Like, okay, not to be, a, not to be mean. <gasps> oh my God. Ben Platt is a little bit of a barrier to entry for me at this point. No, I hear that. Especially mm-hmm. post Evan Hansen. <laughs> Oh, P-E-H? That, oh. that sort of We live in a post-Evan Hansen world now. And-, and I just, but I will say, he was very funny in this. Like, I thought he did a good job. And everything else was enough yeah. to, to keep me in. As mm-hmm. you were, like, we were talking earlier, the song, they wrote a little song to introduce <laughs> what each of... To what, announce the shows. To announce the shows they were doing that season. And that was very silly and yeah. ludicrous. And mm-hmm. so just, like... These kids are, these theater students are so annoying. Yeah. And I mean, and I love them. <laughs> what I think, one of the things I think really worked about it is that it was so clear that everyone in this project was a theater a kid movie. and was drawing on real life experience. And like, I thought they maybe overdid it a bit with like, they showed a lot of old photos of yeah. the main cast, like doing well, theater Well, that made me stuff. be like... Did you guys actually yeah. go to theater camp together? Because they I could think so. have. They, they must have. I, I think yeah. they oh, are yeah. lifelong friends. 100%. That's wild. Um, but they also, there was a short film of this. Oh, that they, I didn't know that. That they made, yeah. So this is like a, a bigger version. So I don't know, like that could have happened. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually even sure what that happened. Now you say that, it does feel like it was something that was stretched out a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's true. I think 
it might have been a thing where, like, going back to our camp episode, there is, like, a formula of camp. Yeah. Right, of a camp movie. And this one finished so strong, right? Like, it really did bring all of their different things together that, like, mm-hmm. like the whole... So there's a bit at the end where uh, Rebecca Diane doesn't write the final uh, song for their mm-hmm. musical, so she just kind of makes it up. But then she's able to, like, bring that and actually, like, make it work for the yeah, final. Yeah, it becomes a truly beautiful and song. And it's a great yeah. song. And it works super well, right? But the whole thing is a cat that lands. Like, yeah. all all of... They, they, they go back and they cover all their bases and they're, like, r- wrap up every story. I do very much appreciate the, like... I can't remember the actor's name, but the one who winds up starring as Joan... The, oh, the yes. technical Noah, camp counselor. Noah Galvin. Yeah. Yes. With the, you know, it's got all these secret hidden talents that keep popping up. Yeah, he also, I enjoyed his performance. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I was like, wait, so that girl won't perform now? Like, there was parts that, that I'm like, I didn't have a lot of stakes in mm. the one girl mm-hmm. staying or, yes. like, yeah. how much of a loss it was when she left. Because I'm like, does she do it good? I don't know. We didn't even see her do <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is true. Very true. But I also enjoyed Troy. Oh, Troy was and, great. Yes. And, like, he is such a D-bag, and it is so nice to, like, see someone, like, learn to respect something, you know, like, that whole little story. He was very Ike Barinholtz coded yes. for yeah. me. 100%. Jimmy Tatro is the actor's name. Tatro. Which is a great name. Yes, and that he is, is Ike Barinholtz, just in general. He's yeah. just Ike Barinholtz, but, like, uh, a different, like, Five with shades of um, different find mm-hmm. Adam. What's yes. his name? D- divine. Yeah, divine. Yeah, a hundred percent. Who also likes to do a singing film? Well, yeah, yes. it, it did. It evoked um, bumper from yeah. Pitch Perfect for me. <laughs> it evoked first. bumper for sure. There you are some illusions. Class. I feel. Uh, did you see that? This is a total aside. Did you see the thing about his audition for Pitch Perfect? Yes, I did. Where he thought TikTok? it was a baseball movie. It what? was probably on, you know what, Jerry? It was probably on TikTok. It was probably from my For You page to yours. <laughs> oh, from me to you. Did connected. you send me that? <laughs> no, just, the, there was one you sent me today, and I'm like, oh, this was on his For You page because of me. <laughs> it was from, like, a celebrity gossip page. So he did not have a song available? or No, he fully thought it was, well, and it's like, how true is this? Because it yep. was a stand-up bit. But he thought um, that it was a baseball movie and was prepared to do baseball and did not have a song prepared. Mm-hmm. But but pulled one out? But pulled one out, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I forget wow. what song it was. It was, it was just funny. some. It was just something. Some pop song. Yeah, um, from the nineties. I have also seen Rebel Wilson do her audition song. She did like mm. Edge of Glory or something. Um, so the the mythology of the tryouts for Pitch Perfect they follow it's us. Kind of meta. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, uh, but yeah, he was great. Yeah, but anyway, back to theater camp. Yeah. I do think that it really did capture the spirit of theater camp. I do agree. That the the kids were kind of had, handled in more of like a token way, mm-hmm. and I would have liked to see like there's just some stereotype stuff that was like almost just like annoying at this point. Yeah, and like I the want one straight boy. Yeah, and I wondered why they just went down that road. That said, like he plays football with the other campers, and it was a great joke. It was, you know, it's like I and then they bust him, and they're like, "What are you doing?" Because <laughs> that you know that would never happen, obviously. Oh, but- that would fly. Um, the other sequence that I appreciated was when they're like, she's using, and and one of the campers is using a tear stick to sob, and they are, everyone is very incensed Mm -hmm. at her, uh, 
It's is doping for actors. Doping for acting. <laughs> Do you want to be the Lance Armstrong of theater? <laughs> that little girl I thought was really good, actually. She was great. She was... All, all of the kids were actually like, mm-hmm. I was kind of prepared to be annoyed, like just at least 20%. You know, just a little wow. bit. And As I, a father, and I was, and I was not. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> honestly, that probably makes the, the barrier lower. It's down the, <laughs> the barrier threshold. <laughs> but yeah, I had I had a really good time with it, and like, I think something about just the particular moment that we're in, the whole theme of like a safe space for for queer kids and weirdos, did very much hit home for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She felt it. Um. I wish that we got more Amy Sedaris, yes. of course. And also the other sort of runner of the camp, his name, her name's Carolyn, the actress is Carolyn Aaron, and she plays the marvelous Mrs. Maisel's uh, fa- mother-in-law. And it, sh- it is, she's so good at that character. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, when you see, when you see someone that like aces another character in a different role, I was like kind of scared. But she's so good. I feel like they could have used her more, to be honest. She could have been. She was a bit of a, like, straight man role in a way. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she was great. Great performances, honestly. Mm hmm. Theater Camp, we applaud you. (laughs) A standing ovation. A standing O, if you will. (laughs) I was going to say not a standing O, but it was okay. No, I liked it. Well, the um, the end was like, it it just sort of lost its way in mm. the middle and then became a sketch comedy show for a bit which was fine and then the ending was super solid so props to act three do you think the drama of not writing the the song happened in the film you know what never mind (laughs) i was something about the ending i thought it had something i don't have anything okay (laughs) okay it's okay it's my birthday nobody can judge that i fumbled the ball okay let's move on to our next one Mm mm-hmm Jeremy, what did you think that we would like? I thought that you would like a little movie called A Fish Called Wanda. And <laughs> you said you would because you synced it already. <laughs> I've synced it. Yeah, uh, and I think we've talked about that on the show. Mm-hmm. But I was aware that there was a spiritual successor to A Fish Called Wanda oh, called in many ways, Fierce yeah. Creatures. Rawr. There we go. Thank you. I, was <laughs> I love that that's what you knew. You knew <laughs> that you would do that. I was waiting for it to happen. Anyway, uh... Fierce Creatures is from 1997, uh, and it's uh, John Cleese, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Klein, and Michael. I always is it Pal- Palin. Is it, is it Palin? Okay, yeah. I always like, like Sarah. Gosh, Oof. okay, yeah, that's kind of okay. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so the whole crew is back together again to yeah. make a new crazy movie uh, of equal craziness. This one is about but a, a little light, more lighthearted. I, I would think. Say. I think so. Well, a it's gentler. not. Well, there is crime. Yeah, like, but like it's a, less... There's crime. Like I don't know. It felt less... There was less meanness in I think way. that's fair. Um, More just like kooky-looky yeah, shenanigans. Yes. Kooky turned up to Sex ten. romp shenanigans. Many shenanigans. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Kevin and Jamie work for this corporation. It's called Octopus. Mm-hmm. Yes, the corporation yes. is called Octopus. Which is, which is a little in, on the nose. Yeah, maybe. which is in Atlanta for no reason. Uh, <laughs> they do, That's true. But they do say it often. They do mention they, it a lot. Like, it is from Atlanta. It's this big deal. Anyway, uh, think of that. they have purchased a zoo because they're a company that buys companies. And John Cleese happens to be sort of the man on the ground attempting to like figure out how to get the zoo to 20% profits. The zoo, for some reason, is in England. And we, again, don't know why particularly that's happened. Um, But uh, this kind of felt like a movie 
where they thought up scenes and jokes and yeah. then figured out how to like Squeeze put them, them together. In. And at various parts, it kind of lost me, and then it kind of brought me back. Yeah, and I was just yeah. sort of like off and on, depending on what was happening. I yeah, it was a very push pull. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, wait, am I in this? Oh, I'm out. Um, when we f- Jamie Lee Curtis pops onto screen right away, mm-hmm. and she is just wearing a full business suit with an exposed corset on the outside, <laughs> and her clothes just get more insane as the film continues. Just mm-hmm. like. Completely backless uh, yeah. in the courtroom, in the like in the boardroom. Uh, it is, it is outrageous. The mm-hmm. the way that Jamie, I would like to see her like mapped throughout her mm. film career into like, because as I was like in Halloween, she was very virginal, like buttoned up lady, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then I don't know when she took the sex temptress like route. Yeah, like when was when was Trading Places, Jer? Do you remember eighties, late eighties? Uh, definitely, I can I can give it a goog because she's real sexy in that one. Yep. And then, of course, True Lies, eighty three yeah. for Trading Places. And when was Halloween? Late Halloween was like seventy nine, seventy eight ish. Yeah, True so, Lies. So in the early eighties, there was a pivot. There was a mm-hmm. pivot mm-hmm. where we said, "This woman's hot." <laughs> take the. Unfluff the hair and unbutton the shirt, ma'am. Well, the hair was pretty fluffy in this. Let's very fluffy. Let's right. not let's let's not erase <laughs> the heights that her hair. No hair erasure. Throat. Yeah, it was big. Uh, anyway, anyway, aside uh, from that, yeah. So the setup is kind of uh, Kevin, Jamie, and oh my god, Michael Palin, John, Michael, yeah, Michael, Michael, and John uh, are all sort of like all of the apostles, <laughs> four Beatles, figuring <laughs> figuring how to figure out how to like get the most out of the zoo in different ways. John Cleese starts to, like, fall in love with the zoo, as does uh, Jamie. And fall in love with each other. Oh, which I feel weird about. Yeah, I we, was like, we, wait, we when, did you guys, when did you guys start getting together? There is this, like, running gag that John Cleese's character, is, whose name is Rolo, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Rolo Lee. No, you're right. Yeah, yep. Is this, like, like, sex hound? Yeah. yeah. And, like, these situations keep happening where he, like, refuses to kill these animals, so he's got them all in his little apartment, and they talk to him over the phone, and it sounds like he's got, like, a bunch Girls of la- in ladies in there. Like, all, the, like, like, all the emus are named, like, yeah, like, Susie and Karen. <laughs> um, and so he's just like, oh, put that down. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, don't, <laughs> and, don't lick that. And Jamie Lickers is just like, oh, my gosh. That kind of turns her on. It does. Okay, oh. though... I, I need to talk about a theme that will pop up later. Okay. But so the blonde uh, zookeeper, I believe mm-hmm. her name was Bugsy, which is weird that I know that. Well, mm-hmm. do you know the actress's name? <gasps> I don't know her first name, but the last name, Cleese, because <gasps> it is his daughter. Oh, and Whoa, did they have a, no. and did they have a scene where she is smooching him a bunch? Yes, mm-hmm. remember? And topless and no, that's the other no. Girl. The other one was topless. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. But I was like, why? But still, but the the thing is. That that it's very everyone sees them as like a, in a sex sexy yeah. rompy thing. So I was very surprised at that. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, that's weird. Sonia's clutching her. <laughs> I'm rethinking if, something. If, if she had pearls, she would be clutching. Oh, them. for sure. Yeah. Uh, 
the other thing that should be mentioned, I feel, is that Kevin Klein plays <laughs> his sort of he plays two characters. Bit of a Michael yes. Myers. Yes, he play a bit of a Michael Myers. No Mike Myers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's both. <laughs> it's Mike and it's Michael. Both both at the same time. Anyway, he plays the the CEO of Octopus, whose uh-huh. name I can't remember, and his Rod. son. Who also, Ron, yeah, who's also kind of a D-bag. Oh, yeah. Uh, in a big way. Anyway. But then, as a part of the film, he disguises himself as his father, who he plays. Um, to, it's, it's very mad. It's cat. very bizarre. And But when he's in, when they put him in that, in his dad drag, it's like, not as good. Well, no, I think that was on purpose. I know, but it's like it's just very funny it that they're funny. like, we know how to do it, but we're going to mess it up. Yeah. Got to gotta add those scenes in to make it fit the story. Mm-hmm. And um, you blink for a minute, and all of a sudden, every zookeeper is wearing completely <laughs> mask, like dressed as like a bunch of animals, and you're not really sure why. Well, because well, Kevin Klein's character, business doof. Mm-hmm. has all these notions about how they're going to maximize profits at the zoo. So there's, like, banners for brands everywhere. Yeah. There's so much sponsorship. It's, like, it's yeah. brutal. There, uh, <laughs> there's a really great shot where the, I think they're just, like, walking around talking, and then there's, like, these, like... It's a it's a billboard, but it's not huge. It's like a human sized billboard. Yes, but it's like like hosted by Steve Martin, and the camera like pans over it so hard. Yeah, and it like completely obscures everything. And it's like, oh, this is just a dig at Steve Martin. But later they do another one, and it's Saddam Hussein. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, that's fun. It was funny. <laughs> it was the nineties. It was outrageous. Just like a tiger with a vodka yeah, sponsorship, a, like absolute fears. <laughs> that did make me laugh. A little bib on. I liked the anti-capitalist. Yeah, no, thread. I think it was solid. Uh, anyway, I felt like, it, well, kind of like theater camp. This like just had like a really bunch of like loose different yeah. ways it was going to go, and there was like a huge lack of motivation. Most of the time. I didn't really know where we were going to end up, for sure. No. You could have knocked me over when Jamie Lee Curtis and John Cleese hooked up. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it coming. No. But she says she thinks he's hot right from the the get-go. Yeah, but, like, I didn't believe her. Well, no, nor should you, because do you guys want to guess the age difference? I looked it up. Mm, Two years? (laughs) Nope. 32 years. Also, nope. Between? Betwixt? 20. Okay. Okay. Even 20. So she was like in her, I think, like mid-30s, and he was in his mid to late 50s. Well. You could tell. um, As a woman that has had a crush on a mid-50s man... You know, okay. <laughs> just just talking about this at dinner. Wow, wow, blown up my not spot. To, not to throw it in your face. <laughs> no, listen. There's like, I don't know. There doesn't have to be something wrong with an age gap. It's just the pervasiveness of that trope in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and the fact that he wrote this movie. And so you're like, yeah, that oh, is okay, very really, like... John Cleese. So you you just happen to write the movie where you get to hit on. Jamie Lee Curtis. It was. I did love when Kevin Klein discovers them, and he's like, "Ew, you are." He's like, "This is so gross." (laughs) (laughs) He's kind of baby girl, honestly. Yeah, I loved it. I love that. I think if they wanted to do it, it just needed more work, Mm. and like they could have addressed, like they could have done so much more to make it make sense. Because when they, because he's not only like just like unattractive personally but his character is extremely unattractive well it's it's typical john cleese where (laughs) (laughs) 
sorry. Listeners. Something, something just happened in the booth. Jeremy's, it's okay. It's Jeremy's okay. chair just lost all live, will I was to live. I trying to make a subtle adjustment. It was not uh, subtle. It was funny. I got to fix um, it. It's the classic John Cleese where it's just like <laughs> steadily increasing levels of mania, chaos. mania yes. and apoplectic rage and... Just misunderstanding situations. And it was kind of a weird thing where, like, he very much was the straight man of the yeah. whole thing, which was wild because his character was also, like, some level so of crazy. So wacky, yeah. yeah. And so. they kept, yeah, they kept trying to pull the wool over his eyes and put him in insane situations. And he kept, he keeps misunderstanding and making himself look insane. But I was confused because I was like, oh, they, I feel like they would do this to the main the lead character the likable main character mm. but they're doing it to the obvious villain and it was honestly i was halfway through before i was like john cleese is supposed to be the main the hero, the hero of this mm. film i didn't i couldn't fit, i didn't yeah. pick that up on it yes it it was like cuz it was so satisfying yeah. to see him get his comeuppance with the like with the woman with the injury and him just like <laughs> um <laughs> I licking, was like licking another woman, licking blood. this woman's wound it's because fake. he thought it was fake. <laughs> what was it? Vampire gunmen run amok. Was the headline <laughs> after? And uh, yeah, <laughs> because basically the the plot is that he's like, we'll get rid of all the care, all of the creatures from the zoo that aren't like fierce because people want to see the danger. Mm-hmm. So then there's a section of the film where all the zookeepers are trying to convince them that all of every animal is extremely dangerous to you, including like meerkats and just really cutie things. <laughs> and so then everyone's faking all these injuries and gore that they're that happened to them because of like armadillos and things like mm-hmm. that. And yeah. and then a woman actually gets hurt. And, and a woman is actually injured, and he doesn't believe her. And <laughs> her blood. In talking about this now, was there just a subplot about like it becoming an amusement park that just did not resolve mm-hmm. itself? Wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't that part like wasn't that part of Jamie's plan? No, uh, Kevin Klein wanted to like that was add part a bunch of, yeah. of attractions and stuff. But it was yeah. There's like there's a good joke with a robotic panda. Like I appreciated that. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it was more, it was more of the them just being offended that he would introduce a fake animal to their zoo. They were so upset, right? And anyway, but uh, it was just like, yeah, it kind of just was like really, really crazy. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, we'll save the end for those who want to watch it. But like, I could never have thought that would happen. I at could all. never. I could never. Um, it was yeah. pretty wild. It was wild. I also wanted to bring up the sequence where he is looking at Jamie Lee looking sexy and just saying, I cannot stop saying <laughs> Freudian slips or Freudian slit, slit. as he accidentally as- said. <laughs> well, because to not not to give him credit, but she was coming coming on strong. Like she was, she was trying to have that effect on him. Oh, that see. sounds victim blamey, but. Well, she's not a she victim. Was. She, she, she mm-hmm. went to the 80s, though. She was into him. <laughs> she was. She's not a victim. She, was, she wants the cleese. <laughs> okay? Okay. Um, how do you guys feel when I say the words gorilla suit? <laughs> Did it take you out of it, that gorilla? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. It was extremely human. But yes. I was glad that Well, same. I was glad that it was a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I was like, let me not think about 
the animals' welfare from this film. Well, and <laughs> Let the, me not. the gorilla and Jamie had a steamy moment. It was. I, <laughs> okay, it was I will sexual. say there was. <laughs> They he just, he just wanted his bananas. The tension was quite high. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, well, that's how well, she found her love of the zoo. Well, we'll let t- listeners watch and weigh in if they <laughs> and see what Send they us think. A, drop us a note. Um, we'll be right back uh, talking my birthday on 91.3 <laughs> FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. And we're back on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. <laughs> Um, we'll be back talking more <laughs> my birthday in a minute, but first we'll play a little game, lovingly called The Game. It's game time, people! Wow! Oh my god, Sonia, we have to pay so much money for that. No, not anymore, I think, right? Happy birthday is free. Thank it God. It came out of, yeah. We, if we, can we speak it? It's free? <laughs> it yeah, came out of, totally. it's in the public domain now. Oh my God, in oh. our lifetime? Uh-huh. Yeah. I did not know that. Anyway, it's game time, people. <laughs> Yay! Happy <laughs> birthday <laughs> to me. For those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend, it was like 15 seconds this week, looking for a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, we all have a great time. You guys ready to play the game? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Here we go. Jeremy was doing the board stuff and forgot to switch it on his phone. This week's title is Palookaville. Palookaville? That title again. Palookaville. I'll maybe give you guys a a vision on that here. A visual? Oh, okay. Palookaville. He's giving us a visual of the word. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were going to see that. Yeah, me too, the poster. I thought we were going to see a real visual. Visual prompt of John Cusack. No, John John is not involved. (gasps) John? Joan? Any Cusacks? No Cusacks. Oh. Yeah. Project's Cusack. I don't even care. That's that's bad. Anymore than. I'm just kidding. You don't care? I only care for the Cusacks. Sonny, you just got a point recently. Yeah, I'm... You should be... I'm on my high horse. I'm sweating Mm -hmm. bullets. Well, it's your birthday, so I feel like probably... You should give me one. It'll be a little lenient in your direction, but... Oh! After you, birthday boy. Okay, well... Uh, okay, okay, okay. I think it's un- in... Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a boom boom. A b- 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 okay. I think it's like uh, idiocracy vibes where there is a town where every single person in it is a palooka. And what I mean by that is that they are sort of like um, big, dumb uh, Italian stereotypes, I think. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, you know, sausage and peppers um, and all that. And mm-hmm. then... The gabagool. The gabagool yeah. uh, of it all. And um, then the, a, a character drops in, um, perhaps through a space-time sort of situation, mm-hmm. and finds themselves there, and they are obviously stick out like a sore thumb. They uh, are the... Uh, a lot of ire is directed towards them from this community. But they eventually make f- friends, and they've... Uh, recruit all these people, all these palookas to help them escape back to their to their time and space. Okay. Wow. Okay. Thank wow. you. Wow. Palooka. <laughs> palooka. Is Fantastic. it, uh, like, is this, is this authored by Doctor Who? <laughs> authored by Doctor Who? Okay, Jared, don't make me say it. <laughs> it's not his name. <laughs> Although it used to be. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, uh, thank you, Sean. <laughs> Sean. Sean has, Sean's like, did I have a stroke? I might be yeah. Okay. <laughs> it feels like I'm in the middle of Palookaville. Okay. 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 What do you have, Sonia? Um, okay. I think uh, Palookaville is about a, you know, a group of young, hot people on a road trip across America. 
and then my life <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Jean is one of them um and their car breaks down in this small midwest town of palookaville mm-hmm. and at first they're like oh this is so quaint and cute like everyone in the town's kind of kooky and like says some weird stuff but they're all just like laughing it off and having a good time um and they it's it's a saturday night so the mechanic isn't going to be open again until monday so they're like all right we'll just you know spend the night and tomorrow here and so they stay at this little weird motel and then palookaville turns into spookaville because scary stuff starts happening there's like yeah like creepy like elderly maid lurking around at the motel (laughs) (laughs) she's maybe got like a shuffly foot that makes her spooky yeah okay well she's not the only spooky one (laughs) it transcends age and all other no um and then you know one by one they do get murdered oh Oh my god i didn't know that's where we're going they get got and then of course one girl escapes um, and she becomes mayor of Palookaville. <laughs> I was going to say that, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's how it ends. Wow. Nice. Okay. Uh, kind of May Queen vibes. There we go. Thank you both for those for those answers. Uh, wrong in all ways, shapes, and forms. No. Uh, which is, which is no. cool. Uh, <laughs> it's not cool. It's not cool, It's actually Jay. extremely uncool. Uh, it's, it's totally fine. Palookaville is a 1995 American crime comedy film directed by Alan Taylor. Now... <laughs> Uh, do we know him? <laughs> no, I've looked through most of the. The only person that I do know is that Francis McDormand does make an appearance, nice. uh, which would fit the theme of the Sean thing. Yeah. Uh, this was one of the top recommendations for if you liked a fish called Wanda. Oh, uh, and so, I'm Franny D. I love the. And what's it about? Uh, it is about uh, three people who I assume are brothers, but from my research, I cannot confirm. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's uh, Sid, Russ, and Jerry. Okay. Anyway, uh, the film opens with them uh, doing a jewelry store heist to kind of escape their lives because their lives are so boring. Uh, it doesn't go well, but that convinces them that they can ro- rob an armored truck. And oh. so the film is about them preparing to do that and doing it, but their dysfunctional family spins out of control all around them, as the Wikipedia article says. Wow. Uh, Big fat Greek wedding. So do you Maybe. know why it's called Palookaville? No, I do not. Okay, <laughs> great. I'm I think because those three are pollu- those three are palookas. Maybe that's what is I, that a real word? Like I think so. Uh, I did look up the pronunciation uh, on the poster. It does say they fought the law. The law didn't notice. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that's a burn. Palook- Palookaville, a momentary shift in lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, these are some log lines. You guys, thank you for playing the game. Thank you thank so you, much. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, last on the list is the Birthday Boys pick. Wow. And it's a film called House of Yes. Mm-hmm. One of the most normal movies I've ever seen. Probably. And I, so Probably I've, the most normal? Yeah. I would say that. Yeah. I have been, I've heard of this film for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of always wanted to peek at it because basically, um, you know, in a one sentence, I'm hooked. It's based, It's Parker Posey um, as a woman named Jackie O, who uh, is obsessed with, guess who, Jackie O. And her twin brother is away at university, but he's coming home and he brings a girlfriend and the family is thrown in disarray. It's just mom and Parker Posey and their younger brother. And then the guy that's coming home is Parker Posey's twin. 
And so everyone is like, they're a very dysfunctional family. They're rich, but they uh, seemingly hate each other. They all live together. They're all obsessed with each other. And um, then he brings home girlfriend, Tori Spelling. Mm-hmm. And fiance. Fiance. And she is not rich. She is a, a work a, workaday lady. She um, works at the Donut she King. She works at the Donut King, and she is a, a, a sweetheart, not as witty or sharp as the other people, but she is nicer. <laughs> and um, it causes a lot of trauma in this <laughs> evening. <laughs> and the lights go out, and they all are stuck together in the storm. And, yeah. Yeah, there's a hurricane. It's giving – it's very much giving – one act play. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, you know, the five characters. All of them do. Parker Posey does amazing. The other three sort of hold their own. Tori Spelling drops her own. Unfortunately, yeah. she's pretty flop. But <laughs> it's tough. It's tough for Tori. It's tough. It's a tough. Watch. It's tough to live up. But um, Parker Posey is the reason for the season. Her one-liners are so funny. Yeah. she is just completely unhinged, unwound. Dresses up as um, in Jackie O's pink Chanel suit. Uh, has this little routine that she runs with her brother where he pretends to be uh, JFK, JFK yeah. and she shoots him <laughs> and he plays dead. It's so wild. But then also maybe, spoiler alert, that's them cosplaying their mom shooting their dad? Maybe. Because there's also things that are brought up that maybe mom shot the dad, but all the siblings are in sort of, some believe it, or some say it was true, some say it's There's not. a lot mm-hmm. of denial. It's a lot this, of denial. This play, you could write an essay about psychoanalysis of I'm this sure play. Some, like, you could I'm do sure, a psychoanalytic I'm, I'm sure somebody has. analysis of this. Yeah, Freud, totally. Freud would love it. Freudian slit, of course, <laughs> as we said. Um... And uh, so, yeah, what do you guys think? I guess maybe we should bring up the elephant <laughs> yeah, I'm in like, the room. I'm like, what should like, I watch? I was like, you got to bring like, it up. I was like, you're dancing around this yeah. whole thing, and it's like a major portion of the Okay, basically, it's not a reveal. It's basically part of the plot is that um, Jackie O and her twin brother have had a sexual relationship, mm-hmm. but they don't consider it that because they just sort of consider it like... Um, masturbating, basically. Well, he, they're like we're the same person. He does. He says it like that, right? But she says they're in love, right? right. But it is the source of the family's dysfunction. Well, like, like, but that's the like the whole. It's the sort whole of thing. at the center of it, but I don't know that. It, like, I it seems like there were issues. Oh, certainly from yes. the jump. But like the whole, like <laughs> the mom, like, the mom, mommy, they start with mom. Mom's yeah. got more. Not but to like, be too Freud. But like that's the inciting incident that forced him to leave. That mm. made things better for the sister. I put my fingers up for air quotes there. And like the whole thing is just like got like this isn't healthy cover up. <laughs> Oh. Well, if I'm not mistaken, she literally says that when they were born, yes, yeah. oh, Jackie O came yeah. out with his, his hand penis wrapped her around hand. his penis. <laughs> that was maybe ten minutes in. Yeah, right, and right then we the knew where and we were going. And I was going. like, "All right, I yes. see. Here we are." <laughs> I I sat there with my mouth open for probably three minutes. <laughs> there was a lot that was just like shocking, and mm-hmm. uh, I did watch the trailer for this before I watched it. Oh, and like. Everything has labeled this as a dark comedy, and I don't get it. You didn't laugh? There no. Few... I thought it was very funny. Yeah, there were no. some funny parts. There was, like, I, at no point. I was just, like, constantly confused and, like, more just, like, 
weirded out as it got further along. I thought that Parker Posey's witty repartee was mm-hmm. very funny. I feel like she was wasted in this. Like I she feel like she, she needed like fifteen mm-hmm. more minutes. For me to like really get into the whole thing. Interesting. There's um, a part when Tori Spelling is, um, ha- like is sign using sign language, and Parker's just like, "Well, don't leave her alone with a deaf and mute, Marty." Yeah. <laughs> it was like any attractive deaf mutes. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite lines was when they fully um, acknowledged to their younger brother, who's played by Freddie Prince Jr., by the way. Who does great. And I, I think it's the good. best acting I've ever seen him do. He did really I good. mean, Scooby-Doo, though? Well, no, that... There's some tough competition in that for me, <laughs> It's obviously. about a dog. I'm blinded by Linda. <laughs> you know that video where he's like, so it's about a dog. <laughs> anyway, not, um, not related. But where they kind of fully make it known to him that they have hooked up, and he's expressing his disgust, and she goes... Oh, don't be so bourgeois. don't be so bourgeoisie, <laughs> and that really got me. There's there was so many funny lines, Jeremy. When sh- they find out that Tori Spelling grew up poor, and they're like, "Oh my god, did you eat chicken pot pies?" Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, basically, it's painted that Leslie Tori Spelling <laughs> is like poor and kind of stupid, but is a much better person than these sort of yes. rich witty people are we are you describing them as witty well unfortunately <laughs> is, that, I, is that is that the vibe you unfortunately got i found the conversation was really crackling between it was. Well, yeah. between the two of them because there's this really great scene where um and you it's he like, starts playing chopsticks yeah. oh yeah and then leslie comes over and starts very badly trying to play chopsticks with him and it sort of is this illustration of like maybe this isn't Maybe they're not so in sync. And then Jackie O comes over and they play this. And they rip it up. <laughs> very badly acted. Like, couldn't, wouldn't believe for a second they were actually playing the piano, but this, like, extremely complex piece together. And you're sort of like, oh, okay, I see. This is, well, it also made me be like, maybe they should be together. Well, they, they are very in tune. <laughs> they kind of sold me on the chemistry. Like, I'm not endorsing the incest <laughs> but i was like i can see why this is an issue for you guys because it, the, the it's, a, re- it's like- a real push pull like <laughs> you know what do you do <laughs> yeah no i think i was just so distracted by it the mm. whole time and i was also like very did you know it was about that no um i i knew that there was oh, okay see like i was just very caught off guard mm-hmm. by it and i was expecting like a drop dead Fred sort of situation. <laughs> uh, a different kind of black. Well, I knew you know, that, a different a different thing. Yeah. I knew that it was a theme, but I thought it was gonna be one of those I thought it was gonna be like dropped at the end. Like a big, mm. like, mm. oh my god. Instead when they're like, No, 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 we're front loading this. Yeah. I was like, Oh wow. no, this is what this is about. Yeah, because I'm yeah. like, where can we go from here? Like the all the family secrets they get worse. Um and also I did not appreciate and a how handy it was that as soon as Tori found out that they her boyfriend is sleeping with his sister, she immediately hooks up with the younger brother. It made zero sense. And I was well, like, why did that happen? Yeah, it Just was Just to give everyone weird. else leverage against her, I guess. But. Honestly, his, like, insistent, um, what would I even call this? Like not, I wouldn't say flirting. Courting, yeah. His, mm-hmm. his insistent, like, uh, just- attraction to her and, like, Nuisance, making himself a nuisance yeah. to her. Honestly, 
this is going to sound so bad to say, it almost made me more uncomfortable than the incest. Oh, like just because I think you keep comparing things to being better or worse than incest, <laughs> and it's gonna never going to be a You're good right, argument. I'm going to stop. But just like I don't know, there there was something so like menacing about that mm-hmm. to yeah. me. And and, and the way he was like, like innocent, sweetie, yeah. but he was like, but this is creepy, manipulative. You are creepy. Yeah. So I don't know. It was a weird choice on her part, but there weren't a lot of choices in the film that I was like, yep, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, nobody really did a, behaved in a a normal way. Mm. Uh, It was a play. Uh, No kidding. The House of Yes, a suburban Jacobian play. (laughs) Suburban Jacobian. I know. What do you, like, oh man, what I was forgetting I was going to say. Never mind, I'm sorry, you keep going. (laughs) I thought I had something and it was gone. That was, that was, that was kind of my whole thing. It was just like, oh, okay. Well, and it, like, I think that actually, I don't know, that gave me, like, a sense of remove from it in a way. Because yeah. I was like, oh, this is just, like, a Greek tragedy. Like, a, a Russian yeah. tragedy. <laughs> well, like, I said, there was, like, oh, so a mention of a gun hidden in the house. Well, and, like, Chekhov. here we go. Yeah. And, yeah. It was, I, as soon as it started unrolling, I was like, I know exactly what mm-hmm. this is ending. I did think that she was going to shoot Tori Spelling as well. Mm-hmm. Instead, mm-hmm. they just l- end with her running from the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ah! Yeah. Well, and the final shot. As it were. That yeah. creeped me out. Of the, of the young, young Jackie Rachel, O. Yeah, so Rachel E. Cook oh. plays young Jackie O. And so you see like a little kind of glimpse of her at the beginning running around in her pink suit, which... At first, we're led to believe. Well, oh no, I understand now. Um, okay. Her, the mom killed the dad. Yeah. The mm-hmm. same day JFK was shot. Mm-hmm. So at first, she's talking all about that day and why it's such a big deal. And you're like, oh, okay, it's because of JFK. And it's like daddy's study. Yeah. Um, and then later, you're like, oh, that was significant because of that. But the final shot of the film is like this home movie that the twin brother Marty is taking of her. And it just is, like, zooming in on her face, and she just gets this very, like, coquettish smile. Oh, yeah. That made me so uncomfortable. Yeah, no, the whole thing made me uncomfortable. Well, rightfully yeah. so. I, I got, maybe I was... That really put the chair At that her. moment, I was like, oh, my God, it's Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah, I was <laughs> so I, like, I, I was maybe distracted. <laughs> well, it made, me, it made me feel icky where I was like, don't make her do this. Like, how old was she when she made this? Mm-hmm. Okay, Rachel, we're going to need you to look yeah, right down the barrel like, here. We're going to need you to get... <laughs> How much did they explain to her about her role? Yeah, true, hey? Well, but also, it it made me have a weird time thing. Because in my mind, Parker Posey and Rachel Lee Cook are, like, about the same the age. Same. But actually, there's about a 15-year difference. Really? Is it that big? Yeah, I looked it up. Oh, okay. Well, and they appear you know, on screen later at <gasps> Josie the Pussycats. The Pussycats. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Wait, and Freddie Prince Jr. is in that too? Oh my god. Wow. Spiritual successor. I can see the the lines drawn. Maybe they just got subliminally (laughs) (laughs) Subliminally, uh, brainwashed to hook up. It's it's too bad that Tori wasn't in (laughs) Chosen. It would have been better casting, I think. Oh, um, Tori, Tori, Tori. I don't know why she got this role but yeah like was it just the the timing of it and she was famous she was she did the few i think she was doing some lifetime she's like mother may i sleep with danger i think that she goes kind of in that realm but wasn't her was she beverly hills she Mm -hmm. was bev hills she um 
but I'm not sure exactly what year we're talking here, but the first season of Bev Hills, she had literally one line per episode, and then mm. she kind of worked her way up. But line by line. Line by line. Well, she, if you read her biography like I did, mm-hmm. you would know that there was an infamous her in a mermaid costume at a Halloween party Uh-oh. where she's stuck in one spot, and she makes a meal out of it physically, and she was like, that was the turning point, where they were like, you're a genius. <laughs> Physical comedian. Physical comedian. That's funny. I know. It's ridiculous. Because also, when you watch the episode, you're like, yeah, it's fine. I th- she, pretty, <laughs> she did pretty good, I think. Like, <laughs> That's so uh, You know what? You said that, and I did not realize it happened on the show. Me too. <laughs> no, I, was just I like, was like, oh, uh, so some producer. Yeah, no, no, no. It was no, she, just doing that to producers. Yeah. No, it was on the show, and it was like, oh, Kelly. Or wait, not Kelly. What's her name? I forget. It's Kelly. No, I have no I've never seen a single episode of... <sighs> Bev Hillson, nine oh two. It's incredible. Um, anything else about House of Yah? Did you like it? Um, it's a complicated question. It's complicated. I really enjoyed seeing Parker mm-hmm. because she she just is like a literal genius. Like mm-hmm. I watched Scream three, and it's so it's the worst Scream movie. She is amazing in it. Yeah, she's so good. She has the line deliveries that I quote in my head uh, once a day (laughs) like for no reason why did you put in such a good work yeah so that's that's the what the way i feel about this Mm -hmm. i'm like you did not need to go so hard and you really did Mm -hmm. yeah same i like i guess it was kind of again fun is an interesting (laughs) choice here but like it was kind of fun and like enjoyable to watch a movie and truly be like, I have never seen anything like this before. Like, I, c- I couldn't possibly guess what's happening next, except with the gun. Um, and, like, yeah, just kind of being shocked in that way. Mm. Wow, I am glad to have given you... That's my birthday gift to Thank myself. You. I didn't like it. No kidding. <laughs> okay, well, that's my birthday gift to myself as well. Yeah, it is kind of fun. <laughs> it, yeah, no, it's good. Did you, how did you feel about uh, Genevieve Bougeau's performance as the mom? I, I thought it was incredible. It was cool. Uh, but again, like, I just felt like, because she goes to bed, and so she's gone for so long. Mm-hmm. But so, then she gets up to take a she? look around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Peekaboo. I know she's like, well, let me call you a cab. Obviously, you have to go. Yeah, she's, she's so like, what? <laughs> Yeah. Um, didn't I sound like a mother zen or <laughs> whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's that. Should we move on to Sean's birthday is over. Over. With that, it's we're blowing out the candles. <laughs> Make a wish. Um, twenty-seven fits good on me. Um, <laughs> it does. Did you guys watch anything else this week? And in a curious case of what you're watching, which we haven't done in a long time, we haven't done in a long time. Uh, so a thing has happened, mm-hmm. uh, and I I have to figure out who I am in no. this process, oh. uh, just because it is a long term commitment. Uh, so. I am not a big watcher of the anime, mm-hmm. uh, which I do. You guys watch any? No, I have a couple, but not. Yeah. Anyway, movies mostly. Like you know, I've seen Akira, but anyway. Yeah. Um, Netflix has made a live action uh, One Piece show, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. 
What's a One Piece? It's a, that's the name. <laughs> that's the title of it. Yeah. Okay. About, I think it was a manga first. Probably. Uh, it's about pirates, and the pirates are looking. All the pirates are looking for the One Piece, which is this big treasure. Which is a big. Which is a bikini or way. It's no. just. <laughs> no one famously, knows. Famously, famously, that's. I mean, yeah. no, no one mind, knows what mind, it is. Mind. No one knows what the One Piece is, Sean. Retract. Uh, anyway, it could be that. Anyway. Uh, TV show, the live action show, is really crazy, and it has prompted me to like decide like, am I going to watch this other mm. cartoon? Well, because isn't it super long? It is a thousand episodes. Yeah. Wait, yes, no, yes, what? Yes, <laughs> it is super long. That's more than one piece. Uh, ooh, <laughs> preach. Uh, everyone has said it's very good, mm. and mm-hmm. like it is like supposed to be this incredible story with all of these characters and all of this stuff. Well, they definitely have room to breathe with that. And I figure I'm going to watch it. I like this for you. (laughs) I think think I'll hit a a point where I get into my anime phase. Yeah, maybe. I think so. There there are like uh, (laughs) there there are like ones that are high on the list. This is one of them. Mm -hmm. But all of it just seems so like I could watch Friends 40 times yeah. in that span. Not literally, but still. Oh, <laughs> this is, uh, I, the thinking of a thousand episodes makes me feel intense. Yeah. We have like 250 episodes of this very show. Mm-hmm. We've been doing it for 20 years. It's, it's, like, yeah, it's, how is yeah. this possible? You started when you were 15. Yes. Jeremy died <laughs> seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sonia, you have a quick watchy, watchy? Um, yeah, finally caught up on Only Murders in the Building. Love that. Another of your faves, famously. Yeah. And as you said, uh, the third season is a delight. Uh, mm-hmm. It does also center on musical theater <laughs> yeah. in a way that I really enjoy. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Selena Gomez is a really good actor, actually. She's good. I, I like her in this. Yeah, I really like her. She has okay. an interesting voice also. like The weirdest voice. voice. Mm-hmm. I could listen like, to it. It's like yeah, it's like breathy, but or, or, I, I don't know. I just, can't do, do it. just do I your like share impression. It. It's kind It'll be of, close it's enough. kind of it, that. It's, it's got that vibe for sure. Yeah, it's like guys. I no, it's I don't know. I, yeah, it's a bizarre voice. We'll work on it. But you know, I'm so glad you're back on mm-hmm. back in the fold. Came back home. It's just really. Good. It's a really good show. Yes. Hot um, take. I the take is hot. Started watching Ugly Betty just got added to Disney Plus, and I just didn't start watching. <laughs> yeah, it's really full circle. I started watching. It's pretty funny. Um, I started I, like I listened to a podcast where the kid that plays Justin, who is like ten oh, years old, yeah. mm-hmm. is now a full adult. He's like twenty five, and he was just talking about how fun it was being on the show. And I'm like, let me get back in and. Man, it's good. Performances are good. I might follow your lead on this. There's like obviously going to be some parts later that are going to be kooky dooky, but as of right now, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. La 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 la. Um, and then also I watched a really terrible rom com called Because I Said So, where <laughs> Diane Keaton plays a pushy like trying to get into her daughter's lives. <laughs> um, and I think that was the sort of beginning of the sort of hysterical Diane pushy mother Mm. thing and it's a lot yeah it's a a lot but I don't even know if I suggest watching it but I enjoyed seeing the 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 beginnings of this the (laughs) voice like just the amount of therapy that being a daughter of Diane Keaton in a in a film (laughs) in a rom-com like 
it would be wild. It's a high level of stress. Yeah. Uh, I will quickly say that I did finish season two of Foundation, and I recommend this show to people who like science fiction and people who think they could be attracted to Lee Pace. So be- because right. at this point, that's, that's a circle for I'm, me. I'm kind of sold. Like yeah. I'm just like like it's just like Jeremy six four. Oh. It is six four. It that is voice? he like he just must work out all night. Like he must go to bed <laughs> upside down. <laughs> like he, like I like don't understand bat. how it's possible. Um, but I he, think some people are just born <laughs> to hang with, out, hang out like a bat and get iron all muscly. in their bones. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, mesomorph or whatever. Those weird body, those weird body types. Hasn't that all been disproven? Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. I think it was like Nazi adjacent in the first place. Animorph? (laughs) Yeah. Is that what you want? Animaniacs? Yeah, I would love to animorph into Lee Pace. (gasps) I would love for you to, and then Ellen and I would have to fight. Oh, maybe. Oh, Oh, but it would still be you, so that that would be weird. (laughs) Not that I don't love you. Actually, maybe with the amount of body hair I have, I would be the... Okay, I'll work on this. I'm actually quite uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) And I watched House of Yes this week, okay? Oof. All right, well, with that... With that image for the listeners, <laughs> we, we'd like to thank Saskatoon's and Gary's for letting us use their song Manituna for our theme song. We'd like to thank everyone here at CJTR and all of you at home for lending us your ears. We are broadcast Wednesdays at 6, Fridays at 3, and are available as a podcast on Spotify, Apple Play, and everywhere else you can track down a podcast. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, so give us a follow, and have a good night. Bye. Bye. See you.